teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy oh I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250 What's going on guys? You're listening to The Real AF with Sal for selling today we're gonna get into a little bit of real talk Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know when you're listening, but I want to make sure that it's good. Hey, I before we get started, I just wanted to, again, humbly say thank you. It uh, It's fun popping in here. It's fun saying hello. It's fun kind of, it's almost, you know, it's therapeutic in a, in a sense for me because, you know, you just, these guys, you know, say, hey, can we talk about this or talk about that? And, you know, I kind of feel like the the the, the early grandpa or, or really the dad in me is coming out in a sense, you know, I almost feel in some sense like I'm talking to Enzo, you know, or the girls and just kind of, you know, trying to give the best advice that I possibly can. And, I, you know, experience is the difference in life and it's the best teacher. It's the best educator. And it's the only way that I've ever learned um, I mean, let's be honest. It's the only way you learn that fire is fucking hot is to have a little experience of sticking your finger in it. And some people have to stick their finger in it more than once, which is, I've done that as well. But, you know, you, you, you have to go through some things in order to develop who you're meant to be as a human. And, and, you know, if my lessons or my direction in life can help point you in a different direction or help steer you away from making a mistake or, or really maybe give you the inspiration to go chase your dreams, I, I do this podcast with the best intentions of trying to add as much value to your life as possible. And, you know, speaking of, you know, talking to, to my kids, you know, I, I think if I were to give them the best lesson that I could, could learn, okay. Or excuse me, the best lesson that I could give them, you know, if, if this, if this were my last day, okay. And I think that's a, a reality because all too often we live life as if it's infinite. As if, you know, we're going to have, oh, we'll just, we'll just get to that when we get to it. And I think, you know, you need to recognize that you're going to die and life is not infinite and your time card's going to get punched and you don't know when that time's going to be. I mean, that's, that's the scary thought. And as, you know, as you're listening to your car or you're in your ears at work or in the gym, you know, you need to really digest that for a second and make sure that you're, you're taking your time here on earth and maximizing it to the best of your ability and understanding that, you know, the, the, that the world is beautiful, man. And it's how you see it in life. And you need to recognize the fact that you need to get busy living life. And that's an important aspect because all too often we get caught up being robots and, and not really chasing our dreams and the dreams that we had when we were little kids. And I think if you were to ask me, what lesson would I give my children and what lesson could I, could I leave? That lesson would be to live life with no regret. And it, it's, it's hard to think, you know, no regret because it's not really, it's not reasonable to think that no regret is an option. You're going to have some regret. But the ideal potential or the ideal way to go out is if you're laying on that deathbed with a smile on your face, understand you gave life every fucking chance you had to live the best one you could. And I, I tell this story or I tell my guys here at work all the time, you know, regret is not about the story of no, meaning, you know, nobody cares how many times you got told no. Nobody, like it's not, those are, those never make good stories. I mean, I can't tell you how many fucking cold calls I made selling copiers and I got told no. I don't remember the businesses, although I do some of them, but I don't remember the names, but I can certainly tell you the wins. I can tell you the times that I knocked on a door and I took, I can tell you that I, the very first fucking copier that I sold was a place called Hydrotemp in Bridgeton, Missouri. I mean, I remember it vividly. I ran out to my car after I knocked on the door, I closed the deal. I fucking got in my car and I was like, fuck yeah. 
And it's because I had the balls to go knock on the goddamn door. And I, I say the same thing, not no different than a copier deal. You know, the, the, the meaning of my wife, okay? The, 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 the mother of my children, the woman that I love, how I met her is, is one of the lessons that I'd love to leave, at least Enzo in a sense. And I tell my guys this all the time, like, what are you afraid of? You got to ask the hottest chick in the bar out every fucking time. Who cares if she says no? Who cares if she says no? Because the story's told, what happens if she says yes? What are you going to do then? What's that story going to be like? And I have that story. And this is like the, the life of regret that I, you know, I wish that I could pass on is have the courage to get in the game. Don't be a fucking sideline player. Get in the motherfucking game. And I remember meeting my wife. I remember we were at the Al Roboski's, a baseball bar here in, in St. Louis. We're baseball town. And my wife was the, the VIP bartender up top, you know, where the, where the VIPs are, you know, the cool guys. And uh, I remember she's fucking hot. She ain't a 10. She's a fucking 12. And I remember sitting there, kind of nervous, you know, like, oh, shit, man, that chick's pretty hot. Like, I got to go ask her out. And, you know, I kind of waddle my fat ass up there and get to the end of the, you know, end of the bar, leaning on it, putting out the vibe like dumb and dumber. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, throw these stupid, hey, what's your name? Hey, well, you know, hey, I'm Sal. How, you know, how are you? You know, the, this typical bullshit that fucking stupid 25-year-old guys do. And I remember, you know, she, dude, she wouldn't give me no time today. And she didn't have to. Every guy in the bar was hitting on her. She's fucking smoke. And uh, I could tell you what she was wearing. She had these white jeans on, red top. I mean, I can see it in my head. And I remember thinking, man, like, all right, well, fuck, I ain't going to walk away. I grabbed a napkin. I tore it off. I grabbed a red pen. I wrote my number down at the time. I handed it over to her. And I said, if you want to take me out, you give me a call. And I walked away. And I remember I went out back to my buddy, Corey, sitting there. He said, what would she say? I'm like, oh, she, didn't, she fucking blew me off. I gave her my phone number. I said, hey, you want to take me out? Give me a call. You know, he's like, ah, you know, they're making, you know, guys do making fun of me. That night, ring, ring. Yeah, you know, I answer the phone and sure as shit, it's her. Hey, what are you doing? You know, you want to meet, you want to meet up for a drink? And I said, yeah, because it was a, it was like an afternoon baseball game. And uh, you know what? We hit it off. And had I not gone to the bar, even though I was a little scared, even though I was a little nervous, had I not left her my number, I, my life would look drastically different today. I wouldn't be married to the woman of my dreams. I wouldn't have the, the kids, the, the children that I have. I wouldn't have the experience that I have all because I, I literally took the balls to walk up the bar and ask her on a date. And what's cool about that story is there's a story within the story. You know, that little iconic moment that we're just spitballing here on, you know, talking about no regrets and, and making sure that you, you, you get in the game is the night before we got married, we were at the rehearsal dinner and my wife gave me a little package and I opened the package up and, and in, inside this frame, this picture frame that still hangs in our basement was the napkin that was torn in half. And there was my phone number and, uh, gave it back to me. And it's a, it's a proud moment. And I think it's a realization, you know, for, uh, you know, that I would love to explain that to my son, maybe not my daughters, but explain that to my son that like, Hey man, you know, there's some simple rules in life and, you know, asking the hottest girl out in the room is a, it's a necessary evil. Like you got to go, bro. And, you know, it's okay to be scared, but it's not okay not to try. And that regret that you lay with when you're on your deathbed, although, you know, I, I'm obviously, I hope that I'm not there anytime soon. I try to keep that mindset very, very relevant to life because I see opportunities every single day that, you know, you know, you, you have these internal conversations in your head. Wow. God damn it. I'm busy. I don't feel like doing it right now. And it goes on things like, you know, if we're going to take my dad on a ski trip for his 70th birthday, it's like, 
his birthday's it's uh, March 2nd. Every year, you know, we're in busy season and, and we were getting busy and it's like, my dad loves to go skiing on his birthday. And it's, do I take him? Do I not take him? Do I take him? Do I not? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. Because you know what? One day I won't get to spend that time with my dad. Or you think about times in business or your career. And I also have this career story. You know, I, I, I think about the transition from my sales job at Johnson & Johnson to the transition of first form. And I think what my life would look like had I not made the decision to chase my dreams. Had I not made the decision to go and chase what I'm passionate about and intentional with and go help people change their lives. Like, what, ha what would my life look like? And I can tell you, it would be drastically different. And had I not made that decision, because that decision at the time for me was extremely difficult. I was making mid-six figures. I was young. I was 27, 28 years old. I had everything that you would kind of proverbially think you had life by the balls. I was making really good money. I had company car, 401k. Um, you know, we had unbelievable stock options. And I walked away. And, but I walked away not because of like, I was nervous or scared of what my corporate life would look like. I walked away because I didn't, I didn't want to not take a shot at living the best fucking version of my life or not living up to my potential, which I believe is the, the, the true definition of success, is making sure that you chase your dreams and give life every motherfucking chance you got to win. And at that moment, if you can give yourself every single chance to win, even if you fail, you succeed. And I think that's all too often like we're so scared to play the game of life because of the failures that we never have a chance of winning. They don't have to like failure, losing and, and winning, do, they're, they're not opposing forces. They're actually one and the same. That in order to celebrate a win, you must learn what a loss is. That's the truth. Like that's how you have to look at life. And if you're scared to fucking play because you're afraid to fucking lose, you've already lost. That's the trick. Like if you won't actually step into the game, you lose. And that's the regret that you sit in through life. That's the regret that you lay on your deathbed and you think, you know what? Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have chased my dreams because I can look at my life right now and I think, what happens had I not made that decision? What happens had I listened to my friends? What happens had I listened to everybody around me? My old boss, who's a great fucking guy. He taught me so many great things about being a great salesperson. His name's John Riley. He's such a fucking good human. And I left him. And I remember him saying, Sal, are you sure? Yes. Yes, John, I'm sure. And I remember making that choice. And I, dude, listen, I fucking about 18 months in, I thought, man, maybe I made the wrong fucking choice. But I can tell you 10 years later, I unequivocally made the best fucking decision of my life. And it's to chase my dreams because now I don't have to worry about when I'm on my deathbed. Did I chase my dreams? No, motherfucker. Not only did I chase my dreams, but I asked the hottest chick out in the bar and I got my fucking dream life because I decided to play the goddamn game. That's what I'm fucking playing for. And if I can give you one thing that comes with this podcast is to just simply take the opportunity to live life. Go, go give life a fucking chance. Go, 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 go get vulnerable and get in the game. And I can tell you that the only, only, only success that I've ever truly had in life and the only thing that I've ever figured out that value, that, that, that I found value in life is the shit that scares the shit out of me. The things that scare me the most are the things that I've learned to attack the hardest because it's when your feet are shaking, your palms get sweaty. That's usually the position you need to be in. It's the time that you need to execute because those are the situations that you learn to regret later on in life. And I tell you that as a, as a man who I have failed a lot, but I understand that failure comes with playing. Failure comes with stepping up to the plate and failure comes with sometimes you get a little success. And that success just may be 
the marriage that you want because you had just the, enough courage to stand up to that bar and fucking ask the hottest chick in the room. That's what I ask you to do is to give yourself a chance at life so that you can live your best version of your life so that when you die, you have the least regret physically possible. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm going to get millions.